0: So it was really crazy just trying to maintain that badass mom, maintaining that whole Instagram look. Afterwards, I had a huge tear and I wanted to get back to fitness and go back to the way things were. And I realized really quickly that was not going to happen. There was a lot of learning to do in terms of rehab and abdominal separation and learning about what going back to fitness really meant. Trying to strengthen my abdominals and keeping my core tight. It was like A conscious effort.
1: Are you done with being that pregnant or postpartum mom in the gym who is always stuck on the sidelines feeling horrible? saying, how come no one ever told me this? Are you ready to finally say no to a mom life filled with excess weight, injury, overwhelm and fatigue? Then health is here. Welcome to the Strong Moms Fitness Podcast, where we dive deep into the information you need to be the strongest woman in and out of the gym, even if you are a mom. If you are done going through your pregnancy or postpartum fitness journey clueless and unprepared, if you are ready to commit and say yes to being that badass fit mom who is shredded and stronger than before the baby? Well, listen up, because this is where we talk about all of the things your doctor or trainer never told you about, so that you can achieve the body you want and take your athletic strength and performance to the next level. Get ready, because here's your host, Daisy Bravo.
2: Welcome to the Strong Moms Fitness Podcast. I've got Samantha Pritchard on the show. She is a total wonder woman. She's actually a school principal that has had some interesting pregnancy and postpartum fitness experiences. She is also a mother of two active girls. She grew up in Brooklyn and is a science nerd and started her career as a health and STEM teacher teacher in the New York City public schools. And she discovered CrossFit and became this fitness enthusiast, promoting movement and a healthy lifestyle. In her spare time, when not running after her kids or working out, she is always on the lookout for the best donuts around. And she lives in New York City. Welcome, Samantha, to the Strong Moms Fitness Podcast. I am so excited to have you on the show. And I would love for you to introduce yourself and chat about your fitness journey and what your fitness journey as a mom looked like. Hi, I
0: grew up doing sports. My dad was an avid basketball player and I did sports throughout high school. And then when I went to college, it came to a stop and I did not really do anything. We went to the gym and went on a treadmill and I really wasn't taught how to exercise properly because I was in team sports and I played intramural and had fun but it wasn't really keeping up and maintaining my body. When I got out of college and went to work, we joined a gym and it was a CrossFit gym and it was amazing. And I really got into it because it felt like team sports. There was a competitive edge and there was recording goals and maintaining them or spashing. And so I think there was a time period where I did not exercise and I did not really take care of my body, so to speak, because there was a lot of going out and drinking and enjoying the weekends with pizza and burgers and stuff. But as I got older just learning more about that and being healthy was like a life goal. I was science teacher first and preaching and practicing what I preach was really important. So I was telling Sixth and seventh graders to not eat McDonald's every day and um, trying to make sure that they were healthy. And I ran a little running club, so it's like interesting to just see what the kids were doing and see how there is a huge obesity pandemic and or obesity epidemic, and just trying to change that narrative while also living what I was preaching. So I got into fitness. I got into just trying to be better at certain things. I think CrossFit really challenged challenged me into thinking about how strong I was and the definition of strong and fit. Being Asian, a lot of Asian girls are like very skinny and they can eat everything and anything that they want and maintain that figure. And somehow that did not happen for me. Definitely was responsive to gaining weight and eating carbs. And just, I think it was a whole world that opened up for me, learning about nutrition and macros and just trying to do gymnastics, which I never had done before I was a kid. Like I never did a cartwheel. It was just too scary for me. So it's just little things that made me feel like I was getting stronger and fitter. And then when I became pregnant, it was like a whole trend of you're going to keep on being fit and doing upside down handstand pushups, just trying to be a badass at the gym and continue maintaining all that weight. So my first child, I was counting macros. I was trying to make sure I was as lean as possible and as fit as possible. And I still, I think my max clean and jerk was like 150 pounds. And I was able to do 145 pounds when I was like nine months pregnant. I actually had my daughter after doing 17.2. Like I did 17.2 at seven o'clock at night. And then I went into labor at nine o'clock. So it was really crazy. Just trying to maintain that badass mom, maintaining that whole Instagram look. Afterwards, I had a huge tear and I wanted to get back to fitness and go back to the way things were. And I realized really quickly that was not going to happen. There was a lot of learning to do in terms of rehab and abdominal separation and learning about what going back to fitness really meant. Trying to strengthen my abdominals and keeping my core tight. It was like a conscious effort. And then having a newborn who had colic, it was like the worst. So it took me at least 18 months to to get back to some heavier weights and like feeling good again. And then I got So it was really, it was funny that I, by the time I felt good again, I knew that it was all going to just be gone again. So there was that moment of, oh gosh, what am I doing? And why am I doing this anyways? But I definitely have grown and learned about what is the athlete mentality and how does motherhood change that? And what are our priorities? And I think a lot about that every day of what is my priority and what are my goals? And then just shifting those so that I can really live happily. So in terms of the second time around, I was much more relaxed and conscious of maintaining my pelvic floor health. I had SPD, which was like lightning shocks at the bottom of my pelvic bone. And every time I basically opened up my knees apart, adducting them, it would be extreme pain. So it was a lot of limiting a lot of my movements. So it was a lot of upper body workouts instead of lower body workouts that I was used to. And that, second birth was a lot smoother. And in terms of her birth story, which was really crazy, I think has set me off into a different type of fitness journey as well, where I'm very much conscious of what I eat, how much time I spend with my kids. And like, I can only get to the gym three times a week. So what else can I do during that time when I'm not at the gym to maintain my fitness long winded?
2: Wow, that sounds like a crazy journey. And so you did your pregnancy and postpartum education between your two children there. So you had a different workout experience for both pregnancies. Aside from your issues of pain, did you go into the pregnancies with each with a different mentality because of your newfound knowledge versus your your ego back in the day. Like
0: the first one, I wanted to take Instagram pictures of me pulling lots of weight and doing upside down stuff and pull-ups and everything until the day I gave birth. And that was like a huge ego thing where I wanted to maintain and be great at stuff. The second one, I had educated myself where it was like, wait, you're an athlete but you have other priorities too. And just thinking about shifting what do you want your body to feel and look like there was a lot more deep breathing for me in terms of engaging the core and the pelvic floor and making sure that I'm breathing at the same time that I'm either squatting or whatever that was. It was just like a lot of conscious relaxing of certain muscles that really helped just giving birth and the mentality of I am no longer an athlete who's competing because that not what you're preparing for you're preparing for giving birth and the aftermath of that and I think just the trajectory of I'm not trying to go to the games you're not trying to get higher on the leaderboard you're just trying to think about your body who's containing and growing this human inside of you and making sure that this place is healthy for them and that afterwards you can pick up and build back what you had because the first time around it took so long for me and it was like devastating to not be able to do what I want to do. And the second time around, I was able to pick up the weights a lot faster because there was less damage done to my body. But Mm -hmm. it's more about being able to do something right now and having that instant gratification versus the long-term game of, I know my body needs this, therefore I'm going to do it this way the second time around, and then heal much faster. And it's just overall a better experience. So after having my second, I was able to go to the gym, pick up the light weights, and also knowing that I will get back there eventually. It's just a matter of time and priorities. Definitely different mentality. And I think when you grow older, you shift, hey, you have two kids now. You can't just go back to the gym for four hours a day, three days a week when you have a full-time job and you have other things to do.
2: Right, Sure. Now, Now, comparing your pregnancies here, maybe we'll talk a little bit about postpartum also. Was there a time during your pregnancy that You were attempting some games workouts. Was there ever a time where you were ignoring maybe your body's signals or or you were just like, I got to keep up with someone? Like, what was your ego telling you? You were saying you wanted to keep up with the certain appearance. But I want to know if something a little bit deeper, something more internal, was there anything telling you that maybe I shouldn't be doing? Did you ever question that at any point during your first pregnancy? During
0: my first pregnancy, I would continually feel good if I were sore. And I'm like, thinking back to it, that's just crazy to feel sore and be pregnant on top of it because you're already tired and just tired by making a baby I think there was a lot of ego there were two other women in my gym that we were like a team we'd compete in little competitions together and both of them were not pregnant both of them were still like on fire and I was just trying to keep up with them I knew I couldn't but I know that there's this whole mentality of trying to be who that same person that I was and I think my body was telling me you should really stop I would fall asleep on the couch at six o'clock, as soon as I got home, I would sleep for two or three hours and still feel tired at the end of it. And I think even during workouts, I remember feeling, oh yeah, this kind of hurts but I'm going to push through and I think we are trained or you're when you're in competition mode you're just continuing and you have a box jump and you like scrape your shin and you're just going to continue doing it because you just want to finish the workout and sometimes it's wait you need to and I knew that there's if there's coning you're supposed to stop doing pull-ups and I was like oh it's fine I don't really know if that's going to hurt me and I think like it I didn't really match the actual feeling with the delayed consequences of it because don't really mesh well in your head you're just like it just feels a little tight over here or it feels a little weird but you don't realize that the damage that you're going to do later on and I think like the pushing forward I'm going to continue I did 17.1 I did 17.2 and it's I'm just going to continue doing burpees the regular way I kept chest down on the floor and just things like that where you could have modified and I was too proud to for the first round and then the second round after learning so much I was like nope I'm going to modify thank you very much and I think the friends had moved away because it's Brooklyn, but a lot of the pressure they put on me or that I added on to myself was gone because they had left the gym and then I was alone and working out. And so there was no competitive edge. Does that make sense?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you were with a certain group of girls and you're always trying to want not one up each other, you're pushing yeah. each other. And it's just natural. And I
0: know I'm great at wall balls and thrusters and... <laughs> this kind of workout. So I wanted to make sure that I beat them on the same workout, even while pregnant. And it was like extra added, like gold seal that nobody's looking at.
2: So when was like, where was your tipping point? When did you figure out that, you know, what your whole routine, your whole workout, like something needed to change? Was it just because of that postnatal experience? You were like, yeah, this should probably be easier.
0: Yeah, I think it was like about nine months in and I was still feeling lots of pain and the inability to like lift as much as I did. I believe it was like there was a deadlift that I felt, okay, I can do this. But when it came to squatting, I was like, this is not, nothing's working. And I had a shoulder injury, so I didn't do pull-ups for a very long time because of the just overall. And I just felt so weak at the end of it. And I was like, I don't understand. There were people who were able to snap back. And so I started educating myself and reaching out to people like, is this normal? Is this okay. And then obviously it turns out it's not normal. It doesn't take nine months for someone to get back to the gym when medical advice, is you can start doing things at six weeks. And I think because I was overzealous and trying so hard to do something, like my body was basically saying, no, this is not happening. And there was a lot of pain involved and it's just, it clicked of, yes, this is not supposed to happen. And I did the Brianna Battles workshop and just read up on so many things that I didn't even know that there was a whole world try to be better the next time around. I think it's like, it takes breathing exercises and the not so fun stuff where you're just literally doing bird dogs for mm-hmm. half an hour and just little things like that, where I'm like, oh yeah, my body can't even hold myself up. And with breastfeeding and like dealing with the baby, you're just like not thinking about that. And so when I got pregnant the second time, I was hundred percent more on top of things of noticing my body, listening to it and just being conscious and aware of like how everything is feeling.
2: That's cool. Now for your first postpartum, it experience. experience. Did you, because I know a lot of women just initially, when they don't know what to do, they just immediately go back to what they used to do. Mm -hmm. Did you have that period where you're like, okay, I hit whatever four, six week mark, doctor says it's cool. Did you try that? Or at that point, did you know that you were going to have to do something different?
0: So at six weeks, I tried it. It was really painful. And I was trying to, I did crossover symmetry because it was so painful. So I kept on trying and failing and then doing something else and realizing maybe I should stop trying this portion of lifting really heavy or doing certain things. So I ended up doing really light dumbbells and I was like, okay, I can do this. I'm, I wasn't as educated at the time. So I was basically hitting a wall. And then when I hit that wall, I would have to change course. I didn't really think to just change the course in the first
2: place. Really cool. You're an educator. So it's interesting because what happens when people don't know what they don't know and they don't know what they're doing wrong. They figure, is everyone else going through this? And I think that's the hardest part when it comes for my clients and I'm sure in your experience is also personal. And as you meet other people that become pregnant, it's almost like a, a kept secret and doctors don't tell you this or other healthcare professionals don't tell you this. And how do you think, raise awareness for something like this?
0: I think that's part of why I did my certification is because they need average lay people who are just gym goers to help with that information. I think there's a lot of misinformation out there of what you can do. And because my Instagram was like me doing upside down hands and push-ups at nine months, like that is misinformation out there that kind of guides other people to think they need to keep up with that. And I contributed to that and I apologize, but I think there needs to be a lot more education on women's health. I think the OB- B G Y N whole field is okay The baby's fine you're good to go and they're just moving you along I think there is this health and fitness world out there that it exploded my brain when I was in my 20s just learning about all this stuff and I'm like you can go down any path and there's so many different diets there's so many ideal ideas and companies trying to sell you things and I think it's like really hard to sift through that information so ideally as an educator I'm like this should be a part of like maternal health and wellness. I think there are a lot of professionals out there trying to create this space for women to learn about their bodies and not only about how the baby's growing, but how to take care of the baby, take care of their bodies as they carry on more weight and have to build an eyeball or build them home. I am a huge believer of education, right? So I love taking different courses and having access to that. I have a world of knowledge that I can share, but I only share to other gym members who end up getting pregnant and they're like, oh yeah, Sam, like you had this. What how how do you modify for this or what did you do for that? And I think coaches everywhere in the world should obviously have this kind of training, but also there is this unspoken thing about all of and all of like motherhood of like how much it's crazy and it sucks, but it's so rewarding. And I think like people put it into those terms and how the days are long, but the years are short and all these like cryptic messages that don't really translate into, Hey, this is what you need to do for your body right now. And this is how you need to breathe or squat, or this is how you need to do things so that later on things can be a little bit easier for you. And I think, yeah, education is key. And I think how and where they're getting that education is really important. I If only everybody had a companion who was knowledgeable and able to share that information. And I think there are midwives who are getting this kind of certification to share that information. So a lot of doulas are doing that. And I think it depends on, I guess, the popularity of fitness while being pregnant. I think that has grown a lot within the past 20 years, which is how there is so much more research and space for that.
2: I love it. Yeah, definitely. Part of my passion and part of the reason for this podcast is to get the word out there that it's not what it seems like on social media, that there's a little bit more to it. There's more that we have to... There's a lot of different things that women need to do to take care of themselves properly, especially women that like to work out. And I always ask the same Similar question to most of my guests is from your perspective, is and especially when it comes to pregnancy and postpartum workouts. If you were to chat with someone at the gym, what is the most common myth about working out while pregnant that you want to debunk to some of the ladies out there?
0: I think the myth would be you don't have to try and do it all. I think we want to hold on to our previous identity as before we were pregnant and we are morphing into a different person. And I think trying to do it all, still lift those weights and still beat the time of your best competitor. I think we need to let go of that and be okay with letting go of that. And I think trying to do it all, like it's hard and you, you will have to shift your priorities and you will have to feel a sense of grief and loss of that person who was super fit and hundred percent on top of things and all of that and embrace. The new mom, you, where things might happen not the way that you want, but your kid will look at you and smile, and like your heart warms up, and everything is okay. That's where I'm at. I'm just like, it's okay if I don't do 100%. It's okay if I don't, I'm not lifting the 240 pounds that I was back in the day. And it's it's okay. We're shifting who we are. And as you grow older, you know your body a little bit better as well. And maybe one day we'll get back to it. And if not, it's okay too, because I get to live vicariously through my kids now and like them learning <laughs> things and them being able to lift so much more in terms of body weight percentage, I'm so proud of you. Or like them climbing a rope, doing those kind of, yeah, this is motherhood. I think we get yeah. to we get to expose them to a lot of things and get them to play all different types of sports and have them
2: take their own journey. I really love that. I definitely want you to give a holler out on how the listeners can connect with you online.
0: I started an Instagram. It's called I Can Be Fit Kids. And it's just a library of movements that kids are doing all across the world who are diverse and in ability and ages. I wanted to show my kids something else on their screens that they can move. And this is how other kids are moving. So that's where you can find me.
2: Awesome, Thank you. It's been amazing having you on the podcast today it's been like an up and down journey, like very cool learning about your struggles with your with your first pregnancy workouts, and then they got better. Thank you for sharing your stories.
0: Thank you for cool. having me. All right.
2: Wow. Now, before I say goodbye, I do want to remind you all you moms, maybe you've just had a baby or you're about to have a baby. It's really good to start thinking about what you're going to do to get back into fitness after baby. And maybe you're pregnant, maybe you don't know what's around the corner. If you are a new mom, maybe you're struggling with leakage, diastasis, things like prolapse, or you just want to get back into the gym safely. You want to avoid things like injury down the line. Maybe you want to get stronger, healthier than you were before. So I want to chat about my program, which is called Rebuild After Baby. You can learn more about it on my website at rebuildafterbaby.com. And it is just the whole path package on getting you back to harder, high-intensity workouts. After baby, it's that missing step that most women miss. They go to the doctor, they say that they're cleared for working out, and then they just go back into the gym. This is the step in between. This is what most women are missing, and this is why a lot of people have injuries or they've got uh, a mom pooch they can't get rid of. They're wondering why they're leaking. It's because they miss this part. So check out the website rebuildafterbaby.com. And- And thank you so much for joining me today on the Strong Moms Fitness Podcast. I'll be back next week with another fun and educational show. So can't wait to see you next time. Have a great day.
1: Your review helps other people find our show. And as a thank you, once a month we choose the review that makes us all warm and tingly inside and award that lucky lady a free program of their choice. So do it now. It could be you. See you next time, you badass mom you.